Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Weekend. I'm thinking this was the best radio call of the day uh, on Saturday, college football. It was Virginia uh, clinching the win against UNC. I want to, I want you to give your professional opinion of this call. May standing in the pocket. Hit as he throws, and it is picked off. Did he get it? It's picked yes! off. Virginia yes! Yes! James Jackson. Yes! James Jackson. James Jackson. Holy wahoo. The first top ten road win in program history. And they have burned everything Carolina built right down to the ashes. <laughs> wow. Daniels. Burn it right down to the ashes. Wow. Your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> you know, a uh, good choice of words, I guess, in the moment <laughs> right there. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's John Freeman, by the way, the voice of Virginia, and mm. uh, caught up in the moment for a team that hasn't had many victories right. in the ACC. And um, big uh, loss for North Carolina, considering oh, everything a- at stake for them. That's a bad loss for them. Well, I'll I tell you what else has happened also, and again, maybe Carolina and Mike Hugan was explaining, they can still win out and play Florida State in the ACC title game, assuming that's how the path goes. But um, the ACC right now um, you know, doesn't look as strong as people thought. I mean, Louisville's been a nice surprise. Uh, Carolina loses to Virginia here. Miami's got a couple of losses, a nice win against Clemson. Clemson now has three losses. This is not exactly the uh, you know, the deepest league in the country. I'm a little worried about our boy Gene Chizik. His defense not not really playing that well up at North Carolina, Daniels. Uh no, but Drake May didn't help him out this week. Um no. with, with 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 the way the offense played, you shortened the field a few times for Virginia as well. So All right. Okay, let's get to UCF. Everybody saw the game. Obviously, it was a gallant effort by UCF. They had 13 players who had to get IVs before the game. John Rice Plumley was one of those players. He said he got an IV before the game, during the game, probably after the game as well. Uh, JRP still, you know, not full strength because of that knee injury. We saw that he's not nearly the runner that he is when he's doesn't have that knee brace on. He even admitted that after the game. Just what were your thoughts on the UCF? And I'll call it a moral victory. I I, I thought UCF, I thought they accounted themselves very well, and this could be a season changing type of performance. Like I wasn't an IV during the game. No, I wasn't. Um, but um, <clears throat> first off, how Oklahoma, bad was how bad was the flu? Yeah. Uh, first off, Oklahoma won, and that's the goal when you go out and play a football game. So it doesn't erase what Oklahoma did. They won. They didn't get hurt in the polls by the close games. So uh, you know they won the game. But to go back to answer your question, um, you know Friday we get on the plane, and you know I learned about the flu running rampant throughout 
the, you know, the entire football team. That includes coaches, uh, support staff, uh, players, uh, made for a difficult end of the week. Um, I could talk about it now. I mean, there's some things that I discuss with Gus I don't talk about for obvious reasons, but he, he, he tips me off on Thursday. He says, you know, we got we got a bunch of guys with the flu. I don't know who's going to play on Saturday. This is Thursday night. Um, and uh, got out there, and as you had mentioned, uh, JRP doesn't do the team meetings. He didn't meet with the ABC crew uh, simply because he was not feeling well, and he was among several players and a number of starters that – we're on IVs to the night, fever, uh, Saturday morning, got to the stadium, guys on IV, went out for pregame warm-ups, went back in on IVs again before a kickoff. JRP was among them. A number of other guys that uh, gave it a go. Um, so, you know, no excuse. Again, Oklahoma won the game, but you're dealing with that. And I'm telling you, Mike, when they got to the stadium, they weren't sure who was going to play and not play because you don't know. Okay, let's put an IV. Do you want to give it a go? And some guys played and, and weren't able to play that long. Other guys, quote, gutted it out. So there's that part of uh, the storyline. In Plumley's case, I thought understanding, one, where he was physically, and two, uh, with the flu bug, I thought he was phenomenal for for, 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 for what was going on. Um and I mean, I'm making up a number here. I don't even know what percentage of the playbook they're using, okay? Um, because, you know, the playbook wasn't fully open with Timmy McClain because he's still getting comfortable running that offense and does things that John Rice doesn't do, vice versa. But even the Oklahoma football game, Mike, as you saw, very few times was Plumlee used to run the ball. A couple times the yeah. play broke down. Normally, you would run a lot of things with them, more RPOs, more design quarterback draws, and they just didn't do that to limit the amount of times he was going to be hit. Plus, he took some hits in that game that you were like, wow. Mm. I mean, a couple of just unblocked rushes off the edge, and Oklahoma's defense is good. I mean, they got some they got some war daddies and, and, and speed on the outside there. So, uh, yet he battled through it, and um, they gave themselves a chance. And, Mike, here's something else. Everything that you would have said before the game that UCF needed to do to have a chance, they did. Meaning, John Rice Plumley had to play and play effectively. He did. They needed some big plays on offense. They got the big R.J. Harvey 54-yard run. They got the 86-yard touchdown pass to Javon Baker. They had the huge catch by Randy Pittman on 3rd and 15 on the final drive. Their defense has to make plays. Well, they sacked Dylan three times. Um, they got to him ten times. They got an interception. UCF didn't turn the ball over. So all the things that you said they needed to do to have a chance, they did. They just lost by two points. You know, so yeah, one and, of those things. And and again, I was just amazed that JRP, without his, without the running ability in his repertoire, essentially, the fact that on that last drive. They went down the field, what was it, like 75 yards or something. That pass he threw to Pittman was a beautiful pass. Then he throws another pass to uh, Javon Baker on the sideline there. And then, Fourth and 10 from the 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but even the play to Baker for 19. Oh, the 19-yard pass play, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was an unbelievable drive with the game on the line. The line, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't there to see the crowd, but I could hear him on TV. That was a that, that was an atmosphere where it's hard to go down the field. Uh, 
with hardly any time remaining. I just thought that was a gutsy drive. Yeah, and I say this, and again, Oklahoma won the game. I don't think, and and I I read as much as I can of the Oklahoma side. There was you know one or two people that are like, well, an expected letdown after the emotion of the Texas game, but the majority of coverage was more along the line of, hey, this isn't um, you know uh, a, a letdown. It was just they got caught in a football game with a team that played better than you'd thought. And, you know, Oklahoma, uh, their backup running back didn't play for a reason not announced. Um, but their number one running back, Marcus Majoring, and then Gavin Sawchuk, who's another really good running back. Uh, but everybody else played. They had one offensive lineman that didn't play as much as they wanted. But everybody on defense played for Oklahoma. Danny Stutzman, the kid from Windermere, is really, really good. He made a bunch of plays. It's not like they're missing 10 guys. Um, Oklahoma had their full arsenal uh, out there. And, you know, UCF played really well. As you said... And I think everybody knows you can't lose on Saturday because then it makes the Oklahoma game somewhat meaningless. If you can win against now West Virginia team that was four and one, got beat on the Hail Mary Houston, um, made a lot of mistakes in the rain at home against Oklahoma State or a back run from almost three hundred yards. If UCF can win Saturday, then hopefully you build some momentum in a manageable schedule down the stretch. Doesn't guarantee you any wins, so let's see if they can uh, use the momentum. But they got to get healthy. My, like, when we flew back Saturday, not like everybody was suddenly healthy again. I mean, there were guys that were sick on the plane coming back Saturday night, so got to get healthy this week. Yeah, and a lot of people, uh, last thing on the UCF game, a lot of people ripping the two-point conversion call, the backward pass. It was supposed to be a double pass. It never developed into that because Oklahoma sort of snuffed it out. I, I said this earlier. Okay, yeah, the play looked bad because of how it resulted. But if that play works as it's supposed to, and it and if they just scored, everybody would have been saying, "Man, what a play call! What a what a gutsy you know uh, play call! The razzle dazzle to right. get the two point conversion." Of course, it didn't work out, so everybody's ripping it. So. Right. So so. Everybody is the armchair quarterback or general manager because you know exactly what would have worked. I mean, for example, and I love Mike Hugan. I'm not picking on him. But you asked Mike, and he said, you know, maybe run R.J. Harvey. Listen, I thought some of R.J. Harvey's best runs on Saturday was getting back to the line of scrimmage. Right. Because at times he's got three, four guys in front of him. If you took a a look at short-yarded situation, they stuffed UCF like seven times inside the two-yard line. Okay, maybe that's not the best option. You're saying, well, then let Plumlee do this and roll out. But, Mike, you know. If if Plumlee were healthy, I would have done that. Okay, but if you're unhappy with the uh, call of the play, no matter what I tell you, it's not going to change your mind. But, Mike, you know football uh, well enough. You run things based on things that, A, you see on film before you get to that game, and then things that you see during that game, okay? And you're going to run a play that you've seen Oklahoma multiple times bite or do something on coverage or how they cover it. So then you think, I've got the play because this is what they've done every time we've done something by moving a guy out in motion like that, except this time. <laughs> and yeah. so, so now you're like, well, that was a stupid play. Well, do you know, the, the the critic, you know how many times they ran something, moving a guy in motion out like that, where they don't cover the receiver, or they don't send somebody because they're staying back to cover Javon Baker? 
that time they covered it right. And yeah, that, that Oklahoma player, what was his name, Austin Stogner? He was... <laughs> he would cover the onside kick. It was Danny Stutzman, the kid from Windermere, that covered the play really well. Oh, okay. Good. And, uh, well, uh, you know, again, well, run something else. Like you said, it, if it works, you know, and the people saying, well, you're running Townsend on the left to throw it, I understand. I'm just telling you, it's based on what Oklahoma did multiple times during the game that you suddenly think something is going to be there, and it didn't happen. I mean, again, you go back in a game like that, there's a number of different series and plays. You know, UCF's defense played so well, Mike, late third, early fourth quarter. They had the ball up six, and you're thinking, man, if they could just get a field goal to make it a two-possession game. And then, I don't know about you, and I said on the broadcast, I was stunned that Brett Venables didn't go for two to try to make it a two-possession game when they made it 30-23. Go for two, make it a nine-point game, and and the game's pretty much over. They kicked the extra point that gave UCF the chance down eight, which ended up happening. You say, well, what if he kicks the extra point? Okay. I mean, UCF still has a chance. If you go for two and you don't get it, UCF still needs a touchdown, an extra point to tie. I was stunned he didn't go for two. Yeah, but if if he'd have gone for two and missed, UCF could have scored the touchdown, gone for two, and won the game. They still need a touchdown. The point is, uh, you know, your defense still has to stop them. Um, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, look, it, it it worked out as they stopped the two point try and everything. And um, you know, again, I think if you UCF, I mean, there's some things they still got to clean up. That a couple of defensive breakdowns on the touchdown pass of that kid Nick Anderson is going to be good. He's six four. He's a freshman. Um, uh, By the way, the pass interference oh, call on UCF at the end Mike, of the half—that was terrible. Mike, that was terrible. And I, I'm not guy. I'm not a guy that blames the officials. All right, Mike, that was Mike. a terrible call. Let me say this without saying it. So there may be somebody that is in a room that's in charge of looking at plays that are replayed on monitors. That was using the restroom as I was of the half. That saw my shirt that says that was a really bad call. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He, said, I mean, it nullified he may have said an interception, and they he, got a field goal out of he it. He may have said they looked at him three different angles and still didn't see anything that would have warranted a flag. But listen, that happened again. You're on the road, and and you got to overcome stuff like that. So yeah. anyway, all right, we come back. We got more football talk for the weekend to get to when the bridge continues in a moment. Now, now, now. your chance to win one thousand dollars. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Win. That's win. Enter it now. now. Broadcasting live from the injury law firm of Kaufman and Lynn. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.